Hey everyone, thank you for joining me for episode 12 of Future Show, the twice-weekly talk show about the future with Jonathan Myers, that's me, and my guests. Today's guest is the incredibly interesting Patrick Holland, and we are going to talk about hologram pop stars, generative music, robot jazz players laying down the solos, VR in art museums, old tech with new life, and IBM Watson plays the guitar while Deep Blue wins gold medal on the ski jump. Let's hit it. Patrick Holland, thanks for being on Future Show with me. You're, yeah, you're welcome. It's uh, something I've been looking forward to for a little while. And um, me too. You know, it's it's an excuse to talk out my butt, and I'm sure it's it is for you too. That's and what it is. Every episode mm-hmm. to talk about things that I am in no way an expert on. Yep, I have zero qualification to talk about whatever um, we're going to talk about. Hey guys, uh, Future Show listeners, here's a pro tip. Um, people don't really know what the future is going to hold, you know, so... Um... Whoa, 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 Patrick. <laughs> that is not the way... Anyway, yeah, no, that's okay. fine. Okay. We don't know, but we're going to tell you... John, um, mm-hmm. not too long ago, I actually got to go see... Um, it was actually at, I believe it was a non-Desucon in, in Denver, uh-huh. Colorado... A, a, it a was convention a, yes. for the anime community at large. Right. And I I went there with family and I was actually interested because there was a going to be a performance by Hatsune Miku. I don't know if you've ever heard of... Is that the Vocaloid she, Yes, thing? she is the, the Vocaloid, uh, the hologram-ish. Like it's not even real. Right. Wait. So okay, so you did you see this? Yeah, we actually got to go you to saw a the future. <laughs> well, it was it was funny for those of you who don't know, um, you know, look into it absolutely. But uh, Vocaloid is actually a speech, uh, or sorry, like it's a synthesizer, but it's a vocal synthesizer, so it'll actually sing lyrics that you Man. input. And still got to get one of those. Hatsune uh, Miku is just one of many. Uh, I guess, pro- pre-programmed timbres of voice, you know, it's kind of like a personality. Right. And <clears throat> so is this, I mean, it's got to be like a, it's like a team of people, right? Sure. That actually, um, like that are well, writing the songs and here's the thing. Um, technically, um, the Vocaloid software is, is available, you know, to anybody who wants to use it. Oh, okay. Um, certain songs though, that Hatsune Miku performs are actually licensed under, like, Sega will license a song or something yes. like that. So you do actually have uh, professional musicians coming in and, you know, using uh, Vocaloid in their music. Okay. And and they're doing it that way. But you'll also have a lot of fans of Hatsune Miku because, I'm not explaining it fully, uh, it is a vocal program, but there is a visual component, mm. an avatar for this, um, for it's this like movement. lasers, lasers on fog or something like that. Yeah, so or, I mean so that it's, it's like you have a, a yeah, it projects a onto person. a scrim, yeah, like a scrim screen, very, and from behind. Oh, it's not a. For some reason, I thought that it was uh, more like three dimensional. Right, which is why I say it's hologram-ish. It's okay, not okay. really a true hologram. Mm-hmm. It's sort of um, 
Well, it wasn't like the Tupac hologram. That wasn't technically a hologram. There's a Tupac either. hologram? Well, there, it debuted, I think, uh, it was at some big music festival. Some artist came on stage, and they actually projected a Tupac hologram on stage, and they did some sort of, like, duet. It was Whoa. kind of wild. But um, I don't think it was actually true hologram uh, technology, which... What is a hologram? Well, uh, if you... It does require a lot, like a lot of, uh, and again, I'm not an expert <laughs> on any of this, but it does require actual interference of, of light waves. Um, oh, okay. So you'll, you'll kind of need, when you zoom in onto any part of a hologram, you'll actually see um, the whole hologram embedded in that tiny part. It's sort of hard to describe. Whoa. Like, but, um... The structure of a hologram is that way. Like, every part of the hologram contains the whole in some adumbrated way. Very strange. And without illustrations to, like, like explain cell, like how... Like cells uh, in the body. It's... Uh, I don't know. I mean, okay. maybe not quite... Uh, like all right, that. All well, right, maybe. Right. But it's a little bit strange. Anyways, I, I brought up Tsunimiku because you're watching this performance and... Um, you know, so you kind of have this avatar kind of dancing and doing her thing. And it is, you know, like 3D modeled. So she kind of looks like she'd be on stage, you know, like, oh, like, oh, okay, okay. you know, even though it is a two-dimensional mm-hmm. scrim she's being pro- projected onto. Yeah. And they'll perform okay, a lot okay. of songs she's known for. And it's pretty entertaining, you know, uh, but, and sometimes she'll be performing actually with musicians on stage sort of behind her or with her, oh, you know, okay. so, so there, there is she a, is, there is the, a human presence yeah, she to is, it. Right. It's not it's not purely robot. Right. In this particular instance, it wasn't that. It was just the tracks with Atsune Miku performing. Mm-hmm. And the funny part was um she'd play her first song and everyone's really excited and you you start applauding and then you're like, "Wait a minute." Because <laughs> 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 you're like, "What who am I applauding?" Because she she can't hear right, our, yeah. our applause. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it kind of became this strange thing where all the conventions of you know, the performer does a great job and we applaud to let the performer know how well they did and yeah. cheer like, "Yeah." And we realized very quickly, or at least I did, that we're not applauding Hatsune Miku so much. We're actually applauding ourselves as the audience. It was pretty weird because people kept on and for because we are all fans of yeah. So we were just kind of applauding our huh. fandom of. <laughs> you weren't, name but you weren't uh, applauding like the like that was some great composing well, or something like that. But who? Who's listening to that? Who listens right, to the applause? Yeah. They're not there to hear it. <laughs> yeah, right, right. You know what I mean? No, yeah, that's fair. Mm-hmm. But, um... Well, I guess it's the same way of, like, uh, <clears throat> like applauding at a movie. Yeah. Like, if you see a movie <laughs> Well, it's like, clap. that's what I was thinking of. Yeah. You know, it's like the when the prequels came out for Star Wars or something. Yeah, yeah, And, yeah. like, the big logo comes up and of course people are cheering and whooping and hollering who are they whooping for you know they're not george lucas isn't in the audience he's not (laughs) right they're just they're just i'm excited i'm the kind of person who likes star wars and that's Mm -hmm. what they're yeah proclaiming to everyone it's Mm -hmm. more of that which is why i say when people started applauding at hetsune miku it's more like 
oh, we all like Hatsune Miku. You yeah. know, this is cool. She's like a weird cyber pop princess from the future. Right. Neat. And we're just all happy about it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but I was wondering what you thought about that. Having a having a program as a sort of stand-in for a pop personality. Well, I you know that's interesting because I've thought about that. Um, when you told me about it, some while ago, uh, and I thought, man, that seems so weird because nobody is nobody's there. You know, nobody is on stage. There's right. no there's no presence on stage. Mm. Uh, Hatsune, Hatsune Miku has no presence on the microphone. <laughs> right. Uh, no, I was ju- that was a that was too that was too low. That was too low. I don't know. Um, <clears throat> but it, it, I guess it was really interesting to see all of these fans that were like, "Yeah, this is yeah. awesome." Yeah. And um, but there's no one actually like on stage. And so I had a couple thoughts. One I one thought that I have about it is like that is genius. Because you can scale that to infinity, you know? Or like, Rude. oh, yeah, she's tonight she's playing in Chicago, L.A., yes. New York so, City, Tokyo, <laughs> London, This Brisbane. goes back to Kraftwerk when they were talking about pu- putting yeah. robot replicas of themselves in different cities and performing and the that, same shows on the That feels different yeah, to me. I feel like... Uh, it feels weird to me. It feels like they're trying to get away. Uh, so it get feels away with something. Do you feel like almost. you're being trolled almost? Yeah. By or but, but since uh, like I would I would feel so disappointed if I went to a a Kraftwerk show and oh it's it's four robots right it's not even actually the guys yeah well <laughs> I think I'm heading out <laughs> I gotta yeah well. But, oh, but, but the, but the having a Vocaloid, like everybody knows, yeah, yeah. this is a, this is a, a computer program right. that you're going to, it's a, it's a, it's entertainment, it's a, it's pre-written, it's everything, but that's what you are going, that's what you expect. You're not being right. fooled into <laughs> anything, you know? Right. And I think one of the things I've heard about her is that, um. Is that she, as a, as a pop performer, she wouldn't be um, susceptible to the pratfalls that you f- see a lot of celebrities fall into, like Lindsay Lohan going on a bender. Or sure, something yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. Like that won't happen. She's never going to get to uh, arrested for shoplifting or something. <laughs> yeah, she since she is a program in just kind of this traditional computer programming sense. Right. She is. She basically just does what she is told to do. You know, that's so, weird. Yeah, and if only pop stars would just do what they're told to do. <laughs> Which, <laughs> that's the moral of the story, right? And that's the thing. I don't think you know, uh, like uh, Vocaloid is going to replace human right, performers, right. or it'll just be simply another way, perhaps, to enjoy music in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, which <gasps> I wonder. You know, I was thinking yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, this week, I've been listening to an inordinate amount of Miami Sound Machine. Oh. And uh, I don't know if you're familiar with uh, uh, Gloria Estefan and the Miami oh. Sound Machine, <laughs> but they have a, that one of their main hit song is Conga. Um, and it seems like since I've listened to that song like 
five times or six times this week that I would actually have it memorized, but mm-hmm. I don't. But it goes, come on, shake your body. And so it starts with this, like, uh, um, with that with that whole feel, and it has, like, mm-hmm. a piano. And, sure. Like, yeah. bum, 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 I know bum, the song bum, now that yeah. you've actually. <laughs> but then it, it goes into a with that with that whole sound that was so rich in the 1980s and i was thinking about how that uh some producers have have come back to that sound oh yeah and like in bands and Mm -hmm. and stuff like that and i was thinking about how Mm. well i I was thinking about why is that that they've come back to that or it seems like we should be uh, continuing to progress mm -hmm. like there it doesn't seem like there has been any this is, I mean, this is a, bl- a huge blanket statement, totally needs a lot of qualification, but it doesn't seem like there have been any innovations in music mm. production that have shaped the sound of music as drastically as synthesizers did oh, when they yeah, came yeah. out. I think you're absolutely and like, right. like dr- the sound of drum machines and synthesizers and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, it doesn't seem like there's yet been a thing that has... Mm. put itself so heavily i mean maybe auto-tune is one but i Mm. don't think that even that has has really changed has been so influential as drum machines and synthesizers i think you're right and sorry continue oh well what i was thinking is i wonder if vocaloid technology Mm. could be a thing I don't know. Mm. Oh, just having, yeah, basically just a speech synthesizer. Mm-hmm. So instead of just restricting synthesis in music to just the sound of a French horn or, a, <laughs> or something like that, um, you could actually, yeah, it's like, oh, you don't have a vocalist? No problem. You know, we can actually yeah. use this program instead. Right, yeah. It's like a band, like, well, we've, we're two guitarists. And none of us can sing. And Or no, <laughs> no, I mean, no, like a band where, like, Oh, we're two guitarists, and and like one, let's say one of us sings, uh, but we don't have a drummer, so we use mm. a drum machine. Yeah. Well, now we're maybe I'm one guitarist, mm-hmm. and I don't <laughs> sing, <laughs> and so I'm going to have a Vocaloid sure sing for me. I don't think that's very outrageous or outlandish at all. I think that's totally what will. I I, I can definitely imagine especially the adventurous type of musician to play around with that. And I think mm. people would, would take some notice yeah. of that. It's, and it, sure. Where do it, I pick one of these up? Vocaloid, pro, oh, just the actual yeah, program. The oh, I, I'm sure you can probably buy it direct from, <laughs> from Yamaha or, okay. or, or, or uh, Amazon for is that Is it matter. hardware or is it just, is it just software? I'm pretty sure it's just software. I'm, I'm not totally 100%. Yeah. Don't quote me on that, but I'm so you pretty haven't... sure. That you, you could take it's that basically like yet. you know, a, um, you get plugins and stuff like that. You know, you can yeah. just mess around on your desktop and do it that way, the, or do MIDI or something like that. Yeah, this sounds good. Yeah, but anyways, I was just curious what you thought. I about I yeah, I have I have mixed feelings about it. Well, as long as we're on the subject of music, I had another question for you, um, which is about what has been called uh, generative music. It's kind of been you're headed by uh, Brian, you know, who's pretty big producer, you know, U2 and 
and all of this, but he also does, he's kind of credited as starting uh, ambient music, which mm-hmm. has a thing, which has been sort of parodied and, you know, it's kind of lapsed into self-parody. But at the beginning, you know, he was definitely there. But his idea of generative music is that you oh, yeah, have a set of that, parameters. Uh, that app. Right. He made There's a couple apps. apps. Yeah. Um, I think that Bloom... Um, Escape, and there's a couple other ones, mm-hmm. but they all basically operate on the principle that you kind of have a set of parameters, like your key that you're you want it to be in, and mm-hmm. what the sounds are, and how often this does this, and it basically you press play, and it just generates like instant moon music, right? Nice. But but it never changes, or sorry, it never. Um, it's actually always changing. It, it would never repeat itself. It oh, always, it doesn't like. Like generate a motif or something like that. It might, but it would be very short lived, you know. Oh, okay. But his idea is oh, because it's constantly evolving. And yeah, stuff. his idea is, is that uh, it would be music that you would, you know, turn on on your computer and you would never hear the same thing twice, and it'd be a different way to listen to music that maybe. It, again, well, not, not a replacement for giving, pop or anything. Yeah, yeah it's but, giving uh, computers a chance to improv, improvise sure, a little bit. You know, which seems to be a, a, a trend, you know, trying to figure out ways for um, computers and maybe even AI to, um, I don't know, to basically play along or at least do something. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. You know, that would be an interesting thing to have a computer musician thing to be able to like, let's put this in with a with a jazz trio. Oh, yes. And so it I knows that it like in... it's going to have... <clears throat> like a, a whatever however many bar solo yeah. coming up yeah. and it's got to like feel for it and like okay now's the time <laughs> you know well what was it I, there was even a short documentary a bbc documentary i think and it was it, again it was maybe like 20 minutes or something like that and i think it was called how the future sounded or something like that mm-hmm. and it was basically about the invention of synthesizers um and the creation of ems synthesizers which one of the you know in, at least in the UK, it was like big deal. One of the first to actually make a synthesizer for mass for the masses. Right? Mm-hmm. It wasn't just something that you'd find in uh, like in a ac- laboratory, like or yeah, yeah, a laboratory or something academic. It was actually like you can buy your own synthesizer, you know, mm-hmm. and it's very primitive. But um, and it, it you know it talked about the history of uh, I think they called it. Was it Radio Workshop or something? They made a lot of the sound effects for like Doctor Who and stuff like that. Oh, okay. And you know, Doctor Who being notable for having like the first uh, completely electronically produced uh, theme music, which is kind of oh. interesting. But that came out of this whole whole thing, and <laughs> I can't remember exactly who was involved with it, but they did have a concert. Um, where they had this gigantic, like, machine that looked like, you know, like, reel-to-reel and, like, Mm -hmm. blinking lights and everything, and the whole idea was, like, the machine is going to make the music, and everyone's, like, sitting, you know, in their, you know, it's like a classical concert, and everyone's dressed very nicely, and they're all paying attention, you know, and... It's like, no, the computer's making certain decisions about what note, you know, how loud it'll oh, be. Uh-huh. And of course, it sounds like your um, archetypal computer. Uh-huh. You know, it sounds yeah, yeah, very yeah. much just like that. But it was, yeah, I guess it was really 
impressive in a way, but it's like no one really knew how... I kind of felt like I looked at that audience and I sort of saw the same face that I... faces that I might have seen in, like... At like a Hatsune Miku show where you're kind of like, huh, and you're kind of, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not sure. you're half I'm not like sure just caught this. up in the pure enjoyment of it. And then you kind of take a little step back every once in a while. And you're mm-hmm. like, hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but I just thought it was so funny seeing this archaic bit of machinery just blinking away and everyone. And what was that? Kind of just watching it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I feel like that would be such a, I mean, it would be, it would be a really interesting thing. Uh, <clears throat> wait, what am I wanting to say? What I'm wanting to say is that, like, this audience that's listening to this, like, big machine, mm-hmm. it's like the machine is what's to be understood. Right. That the audience is not going to, like, you're not going to come to this show and feel understood by the music. You are going to have to understand it. Oh, I see. Where, so there's a type of literacy versus, that isn't there. Yeah, where yeah. I feel like probably... A lot of the people who go to a Justin Bieber show hmm. probably feel known, sure, almost by the music. Like, well, like yeah. I'm able to identify with this music versus like a right. There's nothing that's like too I, yeah. Like, oh, that really speaks to me. Like, I that's my musical language. Well, I don't know. this actually segues into maybe another ooh, well, idea or question for you, which is um. So, when you go to, like, I don't know, an art museum or something like that, um, the the big thing is, like, trying to figure out, like, how art and the internet will work, you know? Uh, and there's a lot of art, you know, that's just online. Uh, yeah. And only it's, like, a website or um, you, there's no other way to see it. You have mm-hmm. to be online. Um, but I forget which uh, museum, again, I'm sorry for my lack of information, but it was some... Uh, some museum basically just brought in some VR um, and basically uh, invited the gallery goers to sit down and try virtual reality, yeah. you know, because there's so much talk about, you know, and especially in the gaming world, like VR is like going to be probably a super duper huge thing yeah. um, in, a, in a couple of years. And the artistic um, potential of it is not being uh, ignored at right, all. Right. But I thought it was interesting that it was there at the museum and it was just kind of just trying out the technology there wasn't any necessarily any big statement the oh, vr mm-hmm, people mm-hmm. were trying to make you know artistically right like with their work it was just like come and look at this technology yeah at, at the art museum <laughs> and it'd be a little bit like um uh the author jaron lanier made this uh Comparison, it'd be like the oil paint company just coming to a museum and saying, like, look, we're going to demo our paints, like, right oh, here. Right. You yeah, know, yeah, it, yeah, it yeah, just yeah. seems a little strange. Like, why would I Yeah. Why would I do that? And I brought that up because um, some technology is just, it's so new, like, especially something like VR uh, or even just maybe computer, like, generated music. It's so mm-hmm. new that there's no real maybe craft is the best word that we oh, haven't right. developed a, a tremendous literacy with it yet to really mm-hmm. know what it can do and that sort of um we just need time with these new technologies mm-hmm. before we can start to see like really um 
gripping and sensational art, I guess. Yeah, well, what, what was that, um, what was that one sculpture back in the 30s, 40s, 50s? Mm. I don't know when. <laughs> and it was just, it was plastic. I think it was like homage to plastic or something like that, right? Mm. Homage to, well, tell me more. Do you I know mean, what I'm talking about? Maybe give me some it's more a, details. It's, um... What is in it? There's like, I know there's a ring that's mm. like slanted, like a ring of plastic on more plastic. <laughs> oh, this is good. This well, is really it was, good. This are is you, good podcasting. Well, were you thinking about um, the material of plastic in general? Like that Oh, I was thinking with... about that <clears throat> this was a sculpture oh. about, <clears throat> excuse me, this was a sculpture about plastic. Mm that's being put into a museum. And basically what it is, is, Hey, isn't plastic cool? Like this is like the modern <laughs> right. world is just awesome. We have, pl- right. we can make these weird shapes that would be difficult to form with stone or mm-hmm. wood or clay or something like that. Sure. But we can make these like super, I mean, it's almost like the hard edged painting of yeah. sculpture. It's, of that this is like super crisp and super right it's like um maybe you can search and find it it reminds me of uh well it's kind of that whole (laughs) frank stella idea right someone asks him you know like what's your work about and he's just "Ah, what you see is what you see Mm -hmm. and that's basically it you know it's just very there's nothing behind it per se which i think is like (laughs) maybe understandably a lot of people's uh you know a dislike or distrust of of art and artists in general they're just like oh they're just trying to con me there's nothing you know like right, what the heck right. is this there's there's nothing here and they're pretending that it's this big deal but um if you could yeah what was that na- name of that work i can't remember <laughs> guys uh for for our listeners we're actually um we're doing a google search right now patrick and... have you ever thought about being on radio <laughs> You're doing a really great job. Better um, than me, I think. Well, um, we're looking at some some indescribable um abstract pieces, you know, some public sculpture. There's a there's a coat hanger, a chandelier. So this is when you type in plastic sculpture. <laughs> oh man. This is this is bad. Johnny, you you realize there are a lot of pictures on the internet. Plastic sculpture. <laughs> 1930. Maybe that'll be it. Maybe. Uh, Yeah, I don't know if we're going to have any luck. Okay, forget it. Forget it. Forget it. Forget it. Forget it. (laughs) No, no. Well, and, um, but going back to this, um, that maybe it would be a good thing for some uh, creative types, I suppose, to experiment with slightly retro technology um as opposed to just being oh you mean uh, just like the, uh, just using the newest thing and you what's know. It, the risograph printer risograph what is that tell me check it out <laughs> the risograph printer is this is this very cool printer that is not used heavily right now but basically it's a <clears throat> it generates screens mm-hmm like it creates its own screen. You can upload images to it or okay. text or whatever you want, and it will generate screens, like silk screen almost. Oh, okay. And so you can print off, it can print like a, a million copies a second or whatever, because mm. it's just. Sure. 
and uh, hmm. um, but it, but so, because it's it's screens, you can do different color screens and make different kinds of images oh, by laying that's by layering cool. it on. That's yeah, actually, it's a very cool. Printer. Wait, so you is this like new new stuff or has this been around for a little while? No, this is old just, stuff. Oh, it's it like, is. Well, I think see, it's I've old, just never. Like, yeah, yeah, never. I heard never, of this. never heard of it either. That's I mean, kind of interesting. Uh, a couple years ago. Well, I think. And maybe going back to um, you, you talking about the synthesizer and pop music, you know, we're we're still kind of revisiting like old sounds and all, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, I don't think you can necessarily um, immediately poo-poo that, you know. I, I think we're still trying to find um, our way around with the synthesizer. And maybe it could be going faster. You know, we're, we're still using the synthesizer. So, okay, just, so you're uh, thinking that, like, we're still... It, it's like, it's only a, yeah. scratching the edge. Well, yeah, we're still, like, like it's a... French horn, man, expand your mind. <laughs> yeah. There's so much more than a French horn. Well... Which, I don't know if there is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's... Where you, we still think of the synthesizer as something like, yeah... Like I'm pressing keys on my piano right now, right. and the, these are the sounds that come yeah. out. But um, but synthesis it can actually ah, take place apart itself. from yeah. yeah, apart from the actual like I don't have to have a keyboard per se. Mm-hmm. Like I can do plenty crazy things. Um, what is it? Um, shoot, I wish Ratajack were here right now because he was playing around with Ratajack, the OP one. <laughs> Well, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I just feel like we're still trying to find, we're still trying to become fluent in this mm-hmm. um, with synthesis and stuff like that. We need to get to a point where we can actually improvise with it, you know? Yeah. I, I just don't mm-hmm. know if very many people are at that point yet. Hmm. So, I don't know. I mean, I'm just interested, <laughs> I suppose I'm just interested in what pop music will will end up sounding like. Mm-hmm. If it'll just like keep on going the track it is and just kind of get even more homogenized uh, and formalized. I think there's going to be a big innovation in popular music in the next five years. Yeah. No, no, no. The next two and a half years. Spearheaded by Hatsune Miku herself. No. <laughs> no? What do you it's think? It's going to be one of her, one of her protégés. Oh, I see. <laughs> she'll, <laughs> she'll start dating another Vocaloid. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to have a side have project. A baby. A baby. Oh, okay. <laughs> baby robot and that baby's gonna grow but up robots don't grow up maybe they need to maybe they need to just grow up so i like temperamental uh um what about a, a robot a robot musical trio hmm there's rhythm bot right lead bot and uh so i imagine um think oh Watson, the computer that yeah. was on Watson, on give Jeopardy. Watson a guitar. Yeah, can we get him? <laughs> well, you know, like I forget why Watson came up in conversation. Um, maybe, maybe it wasn't that recently, but I remember someone brought up Watson, and I was like, "Oh yeah, Watson, uh, supercomputer Jeopardy," and I was thinking, like, you know. It'd be fun to get Watson, you know, to play some other games too. You know, what about the Olympics? You know, what about Ooh, yeah? Because <laughs> I imagine Winter Olympics with with Watson <laughs> or like Deep Blue, the computer that yeah, and, and that was beat chess masters and whatnot, mm-hmm. and then just sending that computer down the <laughs> hill. <laughs> 
and seeing it, you know, what it wins. Like, Deep Blue walks away with three gold medals and <laughs> something like that, you know. But, yeah, Skit Watson, you know, let's let's give him an oboe and see what happens. Yeah. You know, get some sort of uh, thing set that. up, you know, with, like, uh, so we can have a continuous air current, you know, mm-hmm. and he can sort of control how much air goes in and out. Right. And he can start learning and the oboe. And he can control the embouchure and yeah. all that. Yeah. I think... I think it'd be interesting. Yeah. Watson. <laughs> the oboe. Actually, yeah. learn the French horn for old for old Johnny. Well, I, I mean, and I could be wrong, but I think there's still... Like, Watson is still uh, learning, as they say in scare quotes. Sure. Like, he's... Um, Wait, what'd you call those? Scare quotes. Scare quotes? Yeah. Because it's, like, scary? Because you're making claws? <laughs> you know, I, I actually don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they look the claws. Making, that is... <laughs> air quotes also is what, what... That's what Patrick was doing for our listeners. Well, they're air quotes and scare quotes. Like, yeah. scare quotes don't have to be done in this oh, fingers in the air scare manner. quote is a kind of Yeah, quote. that's right. But I was doing air quotes to... <laughs> <laughs> they were scare quotes. <laughs> Well, I okay. Was... Wait, 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 wait. Hmm. Are you about to divert from oh, I'd, Watson uh, playing no. the oboe? No. <laughs> we can. We can. Well, I, I was just thinking that now might be a good time to stop this episode. Oh, okay. And then we can pick back up with whatever. Sounds good. Hey, everyone. That is it for this episode of Future Show. Thanks for listening, and thank you to Patrick Holland for being my guest. You guys can find him on Twitter at P.D. Holland, H-O-L-L-E-N, if you wish. Yo, future showers, what's good? You guys are good. (laughs) Uh, Thanks for your tweets and your retweets and faves to at Future Show Show on Twitter. It's always great to receive your correspondence and love interacting with you. You can check out past episodes over at futureshowpodcast.com or on iTunes and other platforms. Leaving reviews and telling your friends and family really help out the show, and I really appreciate it. Thank you. Oh, and just remember, the future can happen at any moment.